Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. We return to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Office supplies at huge savings? Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. 12.33 in Edmonton. Welcome back, everybody. Bob Stoffer, Cody Jansen with you today on Oilers Now. And we just had Jerry Johansson uh, on the line talking about the Brendan Gallagher negotiations. You heard what Jerry said. I'm a pretty optimistic guy, but when the Canadians drop $10 million on right wing, um, wasn't sure it was going to get done. And then, boom, two days later, it's done. And that shows you how quickly the market is moving right now. Without further ado, I'm going to tell you, Roos Chris Steakhouse, the greatest steak you've ever had. Edmonton owned and operated from Wednesday through Sunday from 5 p.m. until close. Head down to 9990 Jasper Avenue. Tell Brendan, Maggie, Taylor, and the staff at Roos Chris that Oilers now sent you. Actually, the last event I did, gathering I did, was at Roos Chris with Louis DeBrusque in March, just before the pause uh, occurred. So, crazy times, and hopefully we find a way to uh, get to a better place here down the uh, road. Louis, how you doing? I'm doing well today, Bob. How are you doing? Good. Uh, I know you follow things on a day-by-day basis. Uh, we heard from Pierre Lebrun saying the negotiations had broken down on Gallagher, <laughs> and less than 48 hours later, he's got a six-year extension at $6.5 million. Yeah. That, yeah. I, I guess that shows you how, how it can move, eh? Yeah. I mean, listen, there's always conversations that are going on, I think, and sometimes you get at a standstill and... Who knows what was going on behind closed doors? I mean, that's the thing. We're we're relying off of reports from people that aren't inside those doors and aren't having those conversations. And you know what? Uh, they got it done. Good deal for him. He's a good kid. I've always liked him as a player. I think he's got tons of heart and soul, and he scores goals in dirty areas. So uh, good for him, and the Canadians got their guy done. Well, they also got Jake Allen. We're going to have George LaRock coming up a little bit later on, but you look at the body of work that um, – you know, Bergevin's had this summer. Um, they get Jake Allen in. Now they've extended him for two years. I guess it's possible he gets claimed by Seattle in expansion. But the fact of the matter is now they've got a one-two punch in goal. They add Edmondson on their defense. They get Petrie signed. And some people say, you know, Petrie at four years at 33, that's that could be potentially dangerous. But their top four looks, their top four looks pretty good. 
and and a Domi was not happy there. And they got Josh Anderson, big, powerful right wing. And now they and then they turn around and sign to Foley. And now they've got Gallagher, who's been their leading goal scorer the last three years. So uh, that's a team with some young centers. Now the young centers got to hit. Those guys got to continue to go and and not have a step backward. But they've got some pretty decent depth built into that hockey club right now, Lou. They do, and Mark Bergevin, the one thing that he's shown ever since he stepped in as general manager, he's not afraid to ruffle feathers and make moves. Um, you know, he did a complete overhaul two years ago uh, at the deadline. He just brought in a lot of different players to try different things, wanted to get bigger, wanted to get stronger. And you know what? He's he's not sitting on his hands this, this offseason as well. I mean, this is – I kind of like his, his – uh, his efforts. I like what he's trying to do. He's trying to make sure that if it's not working, then, then let's fix it as quickly as possible. Let's try and go a different route. And I'll tell you what, I, I like the players that he's brought in. I really do. I think Josh Anderson is one of those guys that's very similar to Tom Wilson that people balked when he got $5 million. But look what Tom Wilson brings to the table each and every night. There's only a few of them in the league. There's not many guys that can play the style that an Anderson that a Wilson, that a Lucic in his prime can play. Um, I'm sorry, when you're that big, that physical, and you can put the puck in the back of the net, you're going to demand respect when you're on the ice. And listen, Anderson kind of fits that mold for me. I've always liked him. He's a player that I've had targeted for a few years that would be a great acquisition for a team because I do think that he's kind of the modern NHL tough guy, so to speak. He's the modern enforcer where he can bang in 25 to 30, potentially more if he gets really hot. But he's a big physical guy that works the walls, finishes checks, has to step up. He can. I saw him have a real good tilt with Zidane Ochara one year, and I was really surprised. I was like, you know what? That's a that's a big fight for that kid. It just it, that goes right resonates right through the league quickly. That he's a big, strong guy that's not afraid to step up for himself, and that's what Bergevin wanted. So he's been aggressive. I mean, he put an offer sheet on Sebastian Ajo. I mean, he's the last offer sheet we've seen in the NHL. So he hasn't been shy to go out there and try and ruffle feathers and make his team better any way that he can. That's interesting because Sebastian Ajo is also represented by Jerry Johansson. So, uh, and, he's, and so is Carey Price. Uh, so some of the biggest, you know, moves that the Canadians, I mean, Price is on a, on a you know, $10.5 million extension per year. Louis DeBras joining us. Louis, before we get to the Oilers stuff, Tyler Johnson was placed, and I'm going to tie this back to Gallagher. Tyler Johnson was placed on waivers. No one picked him up. Four years left, $5 million. And he had 29 goals a couple of years ago, but he's not the player that he was in the, you know, mid-2010s. Like 2015, he was one of the top two or three players in Tampa, right? And yep. he's not that guy. Is there any concern as a smaller guy and the way he plays that Gallagher is going to be challenged to continue to be as productive as he is? Or is he a different level of tenacity? Uh, He does play a different position than Tyler Johnson. I think there's always concern um, because of the way that he plays, but that's what makes him the player that he is as well. So I don't think he can change that, and I I would not want him to change that. you have to take the good and the bad when you're talking about a player like Gallagher. Uh, he's going to get in harm's way. He's going to put himself in situations where he's going to get banged up, but he's also going to go into dirty areas and score huge goals for you. And, you know, more often than not, he's been able to stay healthy, and he's had some tough injuries, let's face it. But throughout his career, when he comes back, he always bounces back right away and always gets right back into the flow. Um, I, I don't have a problem with the contract with Gallagher. I've always liked him as a player. I think that his grit and desire, he's a little bit of a pest out there, no question. He gets under your skin. He's verbal. Um, 
that's you know that's the risk you're going to take and you know when you go and talk to tyler johnson um same thing i think that maybe that was tampa's first kind of shot across the bow to see somebody would take that contract off their hands now maybe it goes to a situation where they're going to have to eat some of that contract and move them potentially or potentially a trade where they're bringing something back but listen i i still think there's a lot of hockey in johnson too i, I don't think he's a player that's 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 gone past that point is on the way down for me uh he just got put into a position where he was on a very very deep team very very deep team that young guys continued to come in and play above him he still had a vital role in that stanley cup win i, I think he's going to find a home and it'll be a good home for him and they'll be very happy to have him all right louie uh, let's get to the owner's body of work overall assessment starting with poliarvi being brought in on a two-year deal tourists on a two-year deal one-year deal for ennis uh barry on a one-year deal and a one-year deal on smith I, I like the term i do i really like the fact that he hasn't had to give up a lot of term to change things around in a quick way um kyle Turris for me I, I saw him as a youngster coming into the league he's 31 now i saw him in his first games played in the nhl and you knew right away that he had something immediately you recognized the shot he has a terrific release the thing for me with kyle is he's an upgrade at the third center position um, you're going to play behind McDavid. You're going to play behind Drysdale. You're going to play behind Ryan Eakin Hopkins um, if he so chooses to play the center position. But the great thing is, is that he can step up in weather storms. If there's injuries and game situations where you want to load up the top line, he can easily step up another slot and play that position. More defensively sound than people give him credit for. He's, he, he's a smart player. He uses his mind. I don't mind the signing at all. It's a couple of years. I think they got him at a good price point. And listen, this is a guy that's put up points in this league, in this league, and he can do it again. If he gets hot and starts to find that confidence, then all of a sudden you have a productive third line that uh, becomes really dangerous. Um, so, so I don't mind that move at all. Yes, uh, we've talked about Poliarvi. Um, I like what he's done. I like his body of work. I like the fact that he went back to work. He didn't go back and pout and demand a trade and say, do this. He just went back and started playing. It's exactly what he needed. He needed to go back and start playing. Uh, put in some valuable minutes, get some valuable ice time, have some success, have some production, and hopefully that can translate to the NHL, which I think it will. Um, he's a little bit older now coming back. He's still only 22. I mean, that's what you have to remember about Paul Yarby. This kid's young. So he's a huge frame. If he can come over now that the hips have been fixed and he can play the game a little faster at this level, he'll be fine. He's going to be totally fine. And, and then take it from there. If he takes off, great. You've got yourself another um, top six, top nine, wherever you want to slot him. If it doesn't take off, then you have the um, luxury of moving him to where you want to move him, potentially a trade or something down the line. But um, I don't mind bringing him back. I think it's a whole different regime here. It's a good fresh start for Yessi, and it's a good fresh start for the Oilers to see what they can manufacture out of this player and hopefully develop him into what they thought he was going to be when they drafted him. So um, I don't mind that at all. Um, you and I have talked at length uh, about Tyson Berry. You know, Tyson Berry's a player that's been on the radar for quite a while here. Number one, rightfully so, because he's a right-handed shot. He quarterbacks the power play. He can shoot it. He can make a play in tight and fast. He's jumping on to a power play that's already excellent. I think he just makes it better. That's my opinion. I think he just makes it better. And you say, well, how can you make a number one power play unit better? Well, you can. It just becomes that much more efficient. It becomes that much more tactical. You now have a one-timer that's a right-handed shot. I know Ethan Bears has slipped in there a few times at the end of the year. Um, this is a really good guy for Ethan Bear to watch and how he does that on the power play. And somebody, someday maybe Ethan Bear can step into that spot or a young Bouchard. 
um, because this guy is a tactician back there in the power play. And he's going he's to be able to step in and play well with everybody that's on that unit. So, uh, Mike Smith back in goal. That's the one that's drawn the most criticism from the fan base. Yep. For me, for me, the term makes sense, and it's pretty clear because the Oilers signed Barry after Markstrom signed his big deal, and then also Louie after Crawford got 3.9 times 2 in New Jersey, and Grice got 3.6 times 2 in Detroit. Like, those three guys were gone before the Oilers moved on Barry. Coincidence or circumstance? What do you think? Oh, I think a little bit of both. I think you obviously have targets that you want to try and um, acquire some way, shape, or form. And I'm sure Ken Holland and the scouting staff and the management staff had, you know, players that they were targeting. If it doesn't work out, then you go to plan B, potentially plan C. Um, I don't mind it. Listen, Mike Smith, I like the term. Like I said, it's a one-year deal. It doesn't break the bank. You've got two goal tenders now that have played together and were not a bad tandem last year if our Recall, they were um, second in the Pacific before the, the, the timeout. Um, they did a pretty good job. Each guy stepped in and, and was able to hold the fort for, for duration of time. Uh, I think potentially this year you'll see a little swing in the sense that it'll be Miko that most likely gets the lion's share of the starts, and Mike Smith will be a backup, and he can step in and, if, if needed, can go on a, a stretch himself. It didn't work out. You look out, you try and find free agents, you try and sign a goaltender, it doesn't work out, so you go to plan B. This is a great plan B for me, though. I look at this and say this is a comfortable tandem that have worked together. Um, they've shown success together. And, uh, again, like I've always said, I think it's time to give Nico uh, a real good chunk of starts here and see exactly what he can do. That's just my opinion. Uh, a former Edmonton Oiler made some significant news Sunday night. Louis, what did you think of Taylor Hall signing a one-year deal for $8 bucks with the Buffalo Sabres? Yeah, you know, um, I thought uh, it kind of stunned me a little bit. I do think the Sabres are heading in the right direction, though. I think they're a young, exciting squad that's built the right way through the draft. And I just think that, you know, they're ready to take that step with a Taylor Hall in the mix now. Is that the piece they're looking for to, you know, to push them to being one of the elite teams? Uh, in the East. We'll see. You know, listen, I thought there was probably some better fits out there for Taylor. I thought that maybe he could take a little bit less and go to a, an already established team, which I'm sure he kicked tires and sniffed around there, but this is the decision that he decided to make. It kind of did shock me a little bit. I'm not going to lie. When I looked at it, I said, wow, I, was, I did not see that coming. But um, it's a one-year deal. He feels good going to that, that position. It's closer to home for him in Buffalo. Um, that's the decision he gets to make because he's an unrestricted free agent, and I wish him nothing but the best. Yeah, uh, Vegas, There, I mean, you pay for quality, right? If you're going to go long-term in this day and age, Louie, you pay for quality, and the Vegas Golden Knights got Alex Petrangelo. Yeah, that was a you know that's a big deal, and Vegas has been very aggressive on that front. When there's a, they have so much to offer, in my opinion. You know, when you look at Vegas, it's, it's an exciting new franchise. They've already been to a Stanley Cup final. They're a team that you know is still right there at the top of the West. Uh, perennially, since they've been in the league, it's you just know they're going to be a good team with the way they play, the personnel they have to to plug in a Petrangelo. I just you know I think it's. I don't think maybe he even gets the credit that he should deserve, you know, as far as the defense that he is in the league, in my opinion. When I watch him, he's just so steady. He can play in every situation. He can completely eat up minutes, and he's done it for a decade. You know, it's like this guy just continually, even with all the defensemen they want to inject into the St. Louis Blues lineup when he was part of the Blues, he still continued to be the best defenseman. 
You know, it's like you can say whatever you want, but he was their best defenseman. So, uh, good pickup by Vegas. I think he's a right shot. It's something that they've dealt with, had to deal with for a while, not having enough right shots on their back end. They have a lot of lefties, and that obviously made Nate Schmidt um, expendable, and he went to the Vancouver Canucks, which I think is a great pickup by them. I've always loved him as a defenseman, but having that natural right shot that can eat up minutes, it's a big deal, but uh, I think he's earned it. I really do. Uh, the body of work for St. Louis. Uh, you watched the Blues last year against Jake and the DeBrus and the, uh, Jake and the, the Bruins in the Stanley Cup final, Louis. And, you know, they had Pareko playing with Bo Meester, and Edmondson spent a lot of time playing with uh, Petrangelo. They trade Edmondson for Falk, uh, signed Falk immediately to a long term deal which was pretty interesting since they already had Petrangelo and Pareko on the right side. Mm-hmm. Now they've, you know, Jay suffered the uh, cardiac arrest, so, I mean, it's the writing's on the wall there, unfortunately, because he had another year left in his deal. And then you look at, uh, you know, they've signed a guy you know well, Tori Krug off of Boston, and they've lost Alex Petrangelo. So they've basically replaced, for the sake of argument, they've replaced Edmondson, and Petrangelo with Krug and Falk. And I got to tell you, if it's me, I'd rather have Edmondson and, and, and Petrangelo. Uh, they're bigger. They, I thought uh, you watched Boston a lot. How much did how much did Tory Krug benefit from where he was slotted in that Boston lineup, not getting all the top matchups because Zdeno Chara did that for 14 years in Boston, going head to head against opposition's top players. Oh, no question. But there's, you know, Tory's, you know, in my opinion, one of the best power play defensemen in the league. You know, there's just no question. You know, I, I got to watch it for for three years, and on that top unit, uh, he he was excellent. You know, that's that's the one thing you're getting is you're getting a number one uh, quarterback on the power play, and he's he can set up shop, he can shoot, he's got a bomb for a smaller defenseman. So there's no question that's the upside with with Tory is he's gonna that that's an area they had trouble in with. Believe it or not, was the power play. You know, the St. Louis Blues. You look at them; their power play was not that great. In the last couple of years, you would expect it to be better. He's going to make it better. Um, so that, I think, was obviously a concern and a priority. But I have to agree with you. If I had to pick the two, I think Petrangelo being the best defenseman out of the group in its entirety, you're going to want to have the best defenseman on your team. It just didn't work out. But the writing was on the wall in St. Louis, and this is something, you know, for Doug Armstrong, I'm sure it was probably difficult for him, but he, this writing's been on the wall for a couple of years. Ever since they signed Justin Falk to the contract they signed him to, and then got rid of Edmondson, you look at it and you say, okay, this guy is setting up for potentially not re-signing Petrangelo. And that's exactly what happened. You know, the, the price was too steep. They didn't want to go that high. They tried to get it down to a certain number. It didn't work. And that happens with organizations and players that have been there for that long and he's moved on. Um, are they worse because of it? Time will tell. I don't certainly think they're better. But I do think that the offensive upside of Krug is going to help them in that area. You still have Colt Pareko, who has now moved into that top shutdown position to play up against anybody. So you're still going to allow Tory Krug to have those secondary minutes. Um, it, it'll be interesting. It's Again, we're going to have to wait and see how this plays out. Um, sometimes you look at it from the outside and put it together and it just doesn't add up. Then they start playing together and you go, wow, why couldn't I see that? Um, before the season started. They play really well together. So it'll be interesting to see what pairings they have and where they put people and slot people. But, uh, yeah, I mean, if I had to pick a defenseman of the bunch that I would want, it would be Petrangelo. Louie, great stuff. Love it, man. Thanks for your time. All right, bud.
Take care, bud. You bet. From NHL Hockey and Rogers, that's Louis DeBrusque. It's 1251 in Edmonton. When we come back for elite promotional marketing, Drew Shamahorn in the... Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply staff at Elite will get right to you with NHL today and I'll bang off some text on our Ashley Fine Floors text line. This is Oilers Now. Thanks a lot. James Neal scored 19 goals last year. Didn't get to 21, but the league ruled in favor of the Calgary Flames, so the Oilers have to give up a third round draft pick in either 2020 or 2021. It'll be in 2021. So I, I guess James technically gets credit for a 20-goal season. And that officially makes Leon Dreisaitl's point total 127 and not 110. Or not. It was a pretty interesting decision by the National Hockey League. Let's go to NHL today for our friends at Elite Promotional Marketing. They've got face masks for everybody. Visit their online face mask shop by going to ElitePromoMarketing.com. Cody Jansen is back in the 630 Chat Studios. Well, Bob, you already touched on Montreal and Gallagher's new $39 million extension. Evgeny Dandov, he got paid as well. Three years, $5 million in Ottawa. A um, couple other prospects got signed yesterday in Boston. Callum Booth, Greg McCaig. And then, I think this was a pretty interesting one, Joe Thornton. He's going to be playing overseas here to start the year. Back with H.C. DeVos. Still don't know where he's going to end up in the NHL. He is still a UFA. Lots of, uh, he's uh, returned to Switzerland. I think he married a woman from Switzerland, if I'm not mistaken. That's correct. And, yeah, and, uh, well, thank you for that. And uh, we'll see. San Jose, Toronto, I know there have been a lot of reports in Toronto of late. Obviously, Toronto's probably better positioned to take a run uh, for the playoffs. I would never underestimate the San Jose Sharks and Doug Wilson based on the last 15 or 16 years. I know they had a bit of a tough uh, season this past year. We're not one of the 24 teams um, that were involved in the playoffs or a playoff uh, play-in series, but the Sharks have had a winning culture for several years, so I'll be intrigued to see what happens there. Um, we can tell you, yesterday the Western Hockey League announced, uh, and Dr. Naidu is going to be involved uh, from the Edmonton Oilers organization in a potential startup at January 8th for the WHL. Contrast that with news that has just come out from the Canada West Conference. Uh, this is the level for schools like the University of Alberta, University of Calgary, uh, Grant McEwen. Canada West cancels multiple conference uh, competitions, defers on others, and members shifting focus for plans of regional and non-conference play. What does it all mean? Well, 
uh, we can tell you that uh, there will be no national championship played as an example for uh, men's hockey. This is a primarily a hockey show. Um, I don't think basketball and volleyball were even planning to play this season at the University of Alberta. At one point, it looked like men's hockey wasn't going to play. The alumni got involved specifically in men's hockey uh, to uh, to kind of make some things happen. Uh, and I'm just sort of reading through things on the fly here, but... Uh, Tough times indeed, and it's interesting because down in the States, uh, Guy Godowski's coaching at Penn State. It sounds like several of the NCAA uh, programs and conferences are gearing up towards a potential return to play at some point in the U- U.S. There is a huge, and I mean a huge, uh, NCAA football game Saturday night, 6 p.m. CBS, number two versus number three, Alabama versus Georgia. Nick Saban, who makes north of $9 million a year as head coach of the Alabama Crimson Tide, uh, contracted coronavirus. The report came out yesterday. Dustin Johnson, by the way, what is he? Is he the world's number one golfer? I think he's one or two overall. Uh, he too has coronavirus at this time. So there's lots of challenging, uh, challenges. It's, to say the least, it ain't easy in terms of trying to, uh, but I do think, and most of you would probably agree with me on this. You can sit there and just quit everything, or you can try to come up with solutions to make things work. You can just throw your hands up in the air and give up and say, well, screw it. We're never doing anything again. Or conversely, you can say, all right, how, what's pragmatic? What's practical? Can we find some form to play? And I tend to be the eternal optimist. I mean, with the National Hockey League, there is an outside chance there's no 2021 season due to COVID-19. There is, that, that is, that is a possibility. Uh, conversely, there's also a possibility, and Gary Bettman has stated January 1st, I'd say at this stage of the game, more likely that maybe the players come back for training camp in early January, and we're up and running by the 21st, say, of January. Because if you go on the 21st of January, then you can go January 21st to Feb 21st to March 21st, that's two months, uh, April 21st is three, May 21st is four, that gives you a chance to do about a what a 48 game schedule. That's 12 games a month for those four months, and then you can finish by uh, July 21st, right? May 21st to July 21st gives you a two month window to get in four rounds of seven game series, and we'll see where we're at with the pandemic at that stage. But I do think it is incumbent upon organizations to be relentless in their pursuit to come up with solutions. That's my own personal perspective. And I think most of you that are out there listening to that, our show right now, many of you own your own small businesses, and you're trying to come up and create mechanisms and scenarios where you can keep your people employed or bring your people back or carry on. And I, I think those are the people that tend to be more successful. We'll go off to a global news weather traffic update when we come back. We will hear for Canadian Power Pack uh, from Brian Burke, but first, Eileen Bell with a global news weather traffic update. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.